0: ice and snow my name is heather and today my guest is jenny from costa rica hello jenny hello hi i'm doing okay today i I just had to walk about 30 45 minutes to work off a thing of ice cream that i shouldn't have eaten even though it's winter i still want ice cream because it's not really winter in fact i passed daffodils and snowdrops Mm -hmm. on my walk and that's not right It's technically still February.
1: Well, I wouldn't know, but I've heard from people that it's pretty weird.
0: Yes. So you're fairly new with moving to Sweden.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. When did you move here? It was by the end of July, actually.
0: Really? So yeah, I
1: got here like in the
0: summer. In the good times. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I don't like it to be like too hot either. So Mm. that was perfect temperature for me. I don't know.
0: That was actually pretty good. The year before it got super hot and Stockholm at least sold out of fans. So... Judging by how this winter has been unusually mild, we might be looking for a hot summer. So if you want to get a fan, then buy a fan this spring because they sell out immediately. That would
1: be my best advice. I got the same advice from someone when we were getting our things installed in the house. Like he said, buy like a portable heater. 'Cause we're not used to like we were not used mm. to these temperatures. So he was like, buy a portable heater and he was absolutely right. Because we're we're never we're not used to this. Are you
0: in an older building? Yeah. Okay. Because we're we're in a, a newer one and the radiators are work very well, but it's it's not just the radiators, I think it's the insulation. Mm. And the older ones, they tend to get very cold. (laughs) So I guess that makes
1: sense. Yeah, ours does. And also the fact, like I said, that we were not used to it. So it's been a lifesaver.
0: Well, I'd like to hear how you came here. Why you're here.
1: Well, about this time last year, my boyfriend started a process with a company that they were looking for him actually. Uh Uh, He has like a very specific engineering profile. So he started the whole process and we kind of started discussing like, okay, so are we doing this or not and then uh, then after three interviews and one trip because they brought him in here for the third interview to meet him in person we decided to move here, mm-hmm. and we started all the paperwork, and then we actually came here in May to get, like, all paperwork done, mm-hmm. and then we moved here by the end of July. <laughs> okay. So I, I'm basically here because of love. and. Uh... <laughs> but were there other countries
0: and other places from this company offering something, or was it just Sweden? No,
1: it was just Sweden.
0: And... In- why did you guys decide was it like we just want to try living somewhere else you know adventurous or was there something about
1: Sweden you thought well the weather's cooler <laughs> well you know it's funny because actually in back in that moment he said you know I, I, I wasn't expecting this and you know we should give it a try and I was like yeah sure but then when we started talking about it we realized that he had actually thought about Scandinavia in general not just Sweden for like couple years before that like he had it in his mind he kind of like subconsciously attracted Scandinavia I guess <laughs> I don't know
0: it was on his radar it was why, on his radar why
1: is that what when- he really liked how the system works mm-hmm. and he we talked a lot about that. He was, like, very interested in in seeing how everything worked. But then he kind of thought about it, but then he had it, like, in the back of his mind. But he didn't really, like, actively search for anything. You know what I mean? Right. But when the opportunity came up, it kind of matched
0: something that he'd been thinking about. Back
1: then, I think he didn't realize that he kind of called for it. But then (laughs) after a while, he was like, you know, I actually had thought about this before. (laughs) And in my case, I hadn't thought about it I just kind of had this feeling that I really didn't feel good at home anymore (laughs) if that makes sense so it does yeah so you know when the opportunity came then I took it and not just because it was like leaving because then it would would mean that I just left because I had to leave but (laughs) I also wanted to go with him was a love thing that's why i said that (laughs) of course yeah but i think it's also just a
0: sense of trying someplace completely new and if you've been in the same place for such a long time and maybe where you grew up then sometimes it's if you're an adventurous type of person it's kind of fun to start all over in a weird way it's not easy but it can be exciting i think that's how i looked at it i think for me i didn't think very much about it i was just woohoo yeah (laughs) (laughs) let's move and then Sort out all the problems later, like, oh, I can't afford clothes here, and and I
1: don't speak this language. I got like a lot of questions from my family. They were like, Are you sure? But is this what you want to do? It's like, What? Because I have other siblings that live in the states. We're five siblings, and three Uh of them live in the states. So they were like, You know, but the states is actually closer. Why (laughs) Sweden? (laughs) Because it is a long way. Oh, yeah. So they were like, Are you sure? Sure. And like, is, isn't that isn't it? And everyone, the first thing they think is like, isn't it very cold? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, I don't I don't care. Like, I, I've always been sort of an outsider in my own country in a way. I, I've always had different ideas. So it, was, mm-hmm. it felt natural. And then that, like you said, then afterwards, it was like, OK, but, you know, it's actually different. But nah, never mind. <laughs> maybe, maybe I should have researched this. <laughs> I did do some research, though, like before coming, especially regarding the weather. We wanted to kind of be prepared for what we were to expect. I don't know. But and and how people were and maybe a little bit about the culture and we want to know how things worked. But it's not the same when you get here and you actually experience it. (laughs) So what are some of the things that you
0: researched that maybe made you nervous about the culture or that you saw was completely wrong information once you got here?
1: You know, I thought and I read somewhere, I don't know where, that people would be very harsh and direct. I didn't mind that, but then what I found here, I want to (laughs) say, I'm thinking of the right term. I'm thinking, you know, people here tend to be like very, um, I don't want to say passive aggressive, but maybe like in some cases people will not tell you something directly sometimes in order not to offend you but other, I don't know, there's this sense like you cannot say things to people so they won't tell you, but you can tell they're thinking something, but (laughs) they don't like
0: confrontation. Exactly. Is Mm. something so which at times is okay, and then at times it's like, if you just would have told me, because I think people don't realize, my example is always, and this is embarrassing to say, but when I came here, the first time I got on the subway, well, I'd never ridden a subway before, and I put my feet up on the seat across from me -hmm. and my husband was like oh my god no you don't do that and I was like oh it it just didn't occur to me well now it's common sense so I always try to keep in mind when I see somebody making some social faux pas or something I always think hey I don't know maybe they're on vacation maybe they just moved here yesterday I don't want to judge and if somebody would just nicely say um could you put your feet down
1: please oh yeah oh sorry I was spacing out yeah but then people don't tell you things but at the same time even though they don't like confrontation people are generally very nice mm-hmm. which i didn't think so i i thought i would find like more like direct people so I, it's something that's been a little different and also the amount of processing that things take sometimes like in some instances you find like all these bureaucracy and paperwork and like all this going around (laughs) with things and uh, I also I went to this business culture workshop and I they told us that it's something that happens a lot with companies and like how the decisions are made and things like that and I'm like okay (laughs) oh it's
0: like a million meetings and
1: yeah and and then if someone disagrees then they have to start the discussion all over again OK, very slow process. I mean, and, and it's it's it has its good side and its bad side as well, I guess. But that's those are things that I have found like firsthand like, interacting <laughs> with people.
0: But you are
1: about to start
0: a new job. So this will be interesting to see how this works. With yeah. What type of work is it?
1: Uh, it's a finance job. So I basically have to modify prices for customers. Okay. So I'm basically going to do that as far as I know. We'll see when I get there. <laughs> so have, have you been looking for a job since you moved here? Before I moved. Like I started applying from May of last year. As soon as I got the confirmation of my paperwork going through then i started sending resumes everywhere and it's been a whole thing (laughs) maybe we should talk about that because i have similar issues (laughs) yeah (laughs) What has the process
0: been like for you with searching for jobs, with communication and how they get back with you, with interview processes? Have you been surprised by how anything works?
1: I've been <laughs> sad, irritated, surprised, excited, and then bummed down. And, like, I don't know. I mean, the thing is that there are many things that you really can't find out until you are in the process. You can even do your research, but people don't really tell you like how things work. So let's say, for example, back home, I think cover letters are not really used at all. Mm -hmm. So I I heard from someone that now the companies are beginning to kind of implement them, but they were not really used. Uh, So that's one thing. Then the resume formatting is a completely different thing. So I had to actually I've been going to workshops for all these months, like paying for workshops to go and learn. Oh, that's good. And I had someone like read my resume and point out things that I should change. And she even sent like a new template here. Your formatting is off change it and she sent me a template. So the I had to go through like seven versions of my resume. And I have many more because depending on what I'm applying to then I would just tweak it a little bit. So I have like I don't know like (laughs) Thirty-five versions of my resume by now. Uh-huh. That's something you don't think about:
0: is that resumes are going to look slightly different in different countries. It's something that doesn't occur to you. And the letter thing got me too because we didn't have to do letters back in the states, and now you're supposed to give this whole like, "Here I am, and here's my personality,
1: and why don't you just look at my CV?" And now, now, and now just that you judge. mentioned this, now that you mentioned the states, there's another thing. Sadly, I paid a company before flying here to check my resume and modify it. It was a company based in the States. And uh, I asked, because I, when I was going to hire them, I asked if they would accommodate to the market that I was going to. And of course, they said yes, just to get my money. And then uh, it turned out that when someone from here checked it, I had to change many things and actually tone it down, if that makes sense. Because the resumes in the States, I, and I'm sure, you know, tend to be a lot more like aggressive, like from a sales perspective.
0: Mm-hmm. You're talking yourself... up. Like, you are the best, and you people are a fool if you don't hire me, because I'm
1: obviously the best at... Exactly, Whatever. but as it, as it happens here, you kind of have just show what you've done, but not like too. <laughs> you have to be modest. <laughs> you have to be modest, but at the same time, like show what you did. But I don't imagine how that would go, like in a face-to-face conversation. You would have to be like, you know, I I did this, but like, <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know how. To, but anyway, that's just the tone that your resume has to have. So <laughs> that's that's something no one told me, and I sadly wasted a lot of money that way. I also found out that the timing is everything here because I I arrived in the summer and then I found out that uh, during the summer, pretty much no one works. (laughs) And then uh, maybe then afterwards, maybe they work a little bit in September, October, but then it's the holiday season, so they don't do anything. But then I found out (laughs) right after January started that then everyone started like contacting me and I'm like, so basically they work six months out of the year. (laughs) Seems about right. (laughs) So that's also, you know, if anybody's listening, the timing is very important. I I
0: can back you up on that (laughs) because I'm also in a job search right now. I I work freelance. I'm trying to get something permanent. And it's been the same thing. December was a total bust. You couldn't get anyone to answer you back. And not Mm. until mid-January did I start to get responses from things I'd applied for in November. And then they all came at once, and I had all these interviews set up for the. And it's it's true that nobody starts really back to work again in the full swing of it until like mid January, and then now we've got uh, sport love this week, and then we have Easter break coming up, and so many little holidays dotted here and there. And the Swedes are very careful about watching those holidays so they can play in the maximum vacation time. <laughs> like oh okay, I can get five days. But I only have to count one of them because we have a three-day weekend here, and then we have a skip day. It's very complicated stuff.
1: I wouldn't say like if you're someone who arrives here and wants—I mean, I wouldn't say just wait. No, but no, just just of course know, not. don't be disappointed. Be, be mindful <laughs> that they they don't really do anything in yeah. that time of the year. <laughs> I mean, at, actually, to tell you the truth, I didn't get like any interviews in for the first five months so i spent basically five months with no interviews and no contacts basically and like i'm like okay you know i'm i'm grateful that my boyfriend has been very supportive because you know he's had to basically look for the two of us and he's also been very supportive and very like calming like you know you don't need anything just calm down we're not dying. Everything is okay. <laughs> like, yeah, but you want to feel that you're contributing. So of course and it I'm, gets and, stressful. And yeah. it's also it's also been a process of me like mentally like toughening a little bit and also like not taking it personally because sometimes there there were a couple of times when I had like a full full on breakdown oh. <laughs> and I would start crying because I I would feel that maybe it was me so I wouldn't make it like a personal thing. So uh, after that, I had to kind of get over it and like kind of think, no, no, it's actually not me. It's just how it works. It's
0: not. But I I think most of us go through the same thing Um, because you're not only especially just coming here, you haven't even been here a year. You're not only looking for a job. You're adapting to the culture. You're adapting to learning the language, learning a new city that Mm. you don't know which way to go. I I used to get lost all the time. <laughs> so it, it's a lot of pressure at one time. And I think uh, people don't realize how much when somebody moves from another country that it's not simply one thing or another. It's like 20 things all at once. So it yeah.
1: can really also stress even, you out. even socializing, trying to make friends, it's it's like it's a whole thing. I, I did all of those things while waiting to see if a job opportunity would come. hmm so I, what I tried to do was keep myself busy because, you know, just staying at home wouldn't be good for your mental health. So no. <laughs> I, what I did was just kind of go out and go to meetups and try to meet people. And That's good. To, yeah. So I tried to get involved somehow with things so that I wouldn't feel like I wasn't doing anything. It's quite difficult in a sense that, like, I've been to a lot of meetups where everyone is an expat, basically. Mm -hmm. There have been some Swedes here and there, but mostly expats go to these meetings. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, you know, you're there also, I think. So I've been to those and then everyone is so excited to meet and then they're like, "Okay, no, yeah, let's keep in touch. And then it all dies down and then no one ever meets up because I, I would be the one who would be in the groups like, you know, pushing to get another date to meet up again. And then everyone... You would get like two people who would respond you know i can't i have this and that and then the other people wouldn't even respond to you and mm-hmm. it would be so disappointing it's like uh, okay
0: i think that happens <laughs> a lot i will say that this time of year it's so difficult to get people to do anything because <laughs> everybody's so tired you haven't had enough vitamin d and sunshine and i think in the summer it's slightly easier as long as people are actually here and not on vacation people are more willing to like yeah we can meet up for an ice cream or hang out outside but it's very difficult
1: right now yeah it's it's difficult you know i for me it's it's odd because i'm i pretty much enjoy being at home like mm-hmm. i'm not like a very socially depending person like i don't need to be around people all the time i can be alone that's okay but then One of the first things that I heard from someone was that if you wanted to survive the winter, you had to actually get out of the house. I agree. Try to do things. (laughs) So it took a big push from my end to do that. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes even like, you know, it was all dark and I'll be like, "Uh, do I have to go out? (laughs) Like, really? You had to force yourself. I I had to force myself many times to go out and just socialize. So the conclusion I came to was that, even if I went out with these people and then I never saw them again, I would try to just enjoy the experience. And then if I never saw them again, then I would never saw them again. <laughs> but, like, I had to get that mindset on because I was, I, I would also get, like, disappointed because, of course, even though I, I enjoy being at home, I also want to have friends. So it's like, okay. The first time we flew here in May, we went to a bar And here in Southern Mom, we were staying uh, over at Esther Mom and my boyfriend was like, you know, I want to show you that we can actually walk safely here. Yeah. So we, we took the whole hour walk up there just to, you know, see that you could walk safely, because that's one of the things that we were kind of more appreciative about from moving here, actually being able
0: to walk safely. Especially in the city, I feel totally safe anytime at night. I mean, I'm not really out past midnight, <laughs> but, but I, I feel safe walking home because there's so many people, it's very well lighted. Mm. I live just slightly south of the city, and in general, it's fine, really. it's I, I used to be a little scared in the States, and I'd run from the car to my apartment. I don't feel like I have to do that here, and that is
1: nice. The country I come from is not one of the most dangerous i must admit there there are others that have a lot more issues going on Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's come to a point where it's beginning to get very unsafe to walk in general Uh like you don't ever get the guy who would pull your purse and run anymore you get Uh guys with guns okay so it's getting to that point and also maybe i'm extra paranoid (laughs) (laughs) so i would usually uber everywhere back home that's a good idea because i wasn't i I didn't feel safe anywhere each country has its own thing going on but in in the case of costa rica um i could tell you that the prices for food in costa rica are pretty similar to here so with that i tell you that's
0: expensive
1: (laughs) and there are things that are cheaper of course but you know there are things that are about the same price, so we I'm were surprised. Very, we yeah. were very surprised because I said, you know, you, you can at least see where the taxes are. Here. Yes, <laughs> that's but, right. But down there, no one knows whose pockets the taxes went to. So mm-hmm. um, we were like, okay. People are are kind of scared. It's still a pretty peaceful country, I would say in general. Oh, like
0: yeah, tourism, still very high. Tourism still
1: very high, but it's getting to a point where it's getting too expensive. So it, it's been mm. going. It's it's been decreasing over time.
0: But let's talk about some good stuff with Costa Rica. Yeah, so I did sure. a little bit of research. Okay, okay. Number Go ahead. number one most awesome thing is that you have sloths there.
1: Yeah, so, <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. We do. They're kind of. I've never been. I've. I've had one like one meter away. Oh. But I've not ever like touched one because I know they they're kind of they they can get aggressive if you touch them so i, I just ah. i just stay afar like hey and i look at it but so
0: are they just
1: around no no okay <laughs> no no that you can see those usually when you go to certain beach areas so i've been to some of them so that's how i've seen them but they they don't live in the city so if you get to the okay. city you're not going to see one <laughs> all right well, which city are you from uh actually it's there's a valley where it's like all the cities so there's san jose which is the capital mm-hmm. uh i was born in alajuela which is like 17 kilometers away like maybe okay. half an hour yeah uh, road trip <laughs> so i was born there and fun fact actually the airport uh the international airport in costa rica is located in alajuela not in san jose even though uh-huh. it's called even though it's called san jose because they had to name it like the capital
0: so people know where they're going Mm
1: -hmm. exactly it it made it easier
0: do you know the way there? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, but but, I mean they had to do that and that's something that all people born in Alajuela we all tell everyone like you know the airport is actually in our town Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and I'm sure if if any of my family members are listening they'll be like oh no she's talking about the airport again So what else do you have there?
0: I have that Costa Rica is located in the Pacific Ring of Fire. And Mm -hmm. Costa Rica has more than 100 volcanoes. Yep. Which was surprising to me because looking on a map, you don't think that the country is
1: that large to you, you have 100 volcanoes. You don't really see anything from Costa Rica from a map because it's too tiny. <laughs> you might, get, If you're eating bread on top of your map, then you might get a crumble there and then it covers the country. So <laughs> it's true. I mean, every time you have to look for something in Costa Rica, you actually have to zoom in the map to see. <laughs> but yeah, it's true. The, I think the... Most of those volcanoes are not active, though. Mm -hmm. There are a few, but there are a few active ones. I remember there was one that when I was in elementary school some years ago, <laughs> they would teach us that it was inactive, but now it became active like five Ooh. years ago. And, and we're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because all of the people from my age, we were like, oh, but wasn't that inactive? Like, But anyway, it just became active recently. I don't know. And yeah, the Pacific Ring of Fire, what it, it makes is that, it, it, you know, there are... It's just an just awesome small, name. Really. And, uh, and there are... <laughs> small earthquakes all the time like you know we could be sitting here and then all of a sudden you feel like a little move and you're like oh it's moving and and it's usually mild like it's not really Uh but then there have been a few that have been like big (laughs) and then you're like everyone is used to just being there and then you stay for a second to see how big it's gonna get for the bigger ones we'll be like, Oh, okay, I have to get out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I've never lived anywhere that has earthquakes, so I'm not used to that. I think it would be kind of frightening because you don't know when they're coming.
1: No, you really don't. And there are people have uh, all these funny stories of how it happened at one AM and then you went out in your underwear and stood up in your backyard. <laughs> <It's plain. laughs> I <was> like, yeah. <laughs> we have many of those, many of those.
0: So something else that I read, which I think a lot of the Swedes might be jealous about, is that Costa Rica is one of the most eco-friendly countries in the world. So um, I read that almost 99% of all the energy there is renewable. And in San Jose, you have to tell me if this is true, Mm -hmm. residents are not allowed to drive into the city for one day a week, and this is based on your license plate number, I think, Mm -hmm. the last digit in your license plate to bring down pollution. I don't know. Is that true?
1: It is true, although not many people respect that. <laughs> oh. So here's the thing: um, Costa Rica now is going through a time where there are too many cars, so you can find like traffic jam everywhere. It takes you an insane amount of time to get to places. Uh, like if you're in the city, you might get stuck. Like at peak hour, you might get stuck for an hour in a two kilometer drive. So they had to implement that to maybe reduce the amount of cars that went into the city, and they have traffic officers like there to make sure that no one that is not allowed to goes in but of course there are always people who manage to still do it
0: do you get a a big fine if you get caught
1: yeah but here's the thing um in general and that also uh, you know i i should also talk about the energy stuff but i'll get to that (laughs) (laughs) um in general the laws in costa rica are not like they exist and the But it's kind of like a mild thing in a sense that people don't feel like a lot of respect for the law because everything is like kind of a joke. So the laws are more suggestions. (laughs) I mean, people still get in trouble, of course. Like, it's not like that, like, all the way, no. But, I mean, people sometimes, like, get away with a lot of stuff and uh, people get frustrated because other people get away with stuff and then there's nothing you can do. But then, um, you know, a good thing... (laughs) To take on a positive note, (laughs) is that, yeah, there's a majority of uh, energy from, um, I don't know how to translate that, but from water. So the the problem is that now they're kind of... Noticing that, that it could get to a point with global warming that they need to find other sources of energy as mm-hmm. well so that they don't depend solely on water, basically.
0: I did read that they've, they've got like five different areas that they're working on with water and solar. And I know there are at least five things I can't even remember, but they are exploring
1: different avenues
0: for renewable energy.
1: Yeah, that's true. And and also about the eco-friendly country, there are many initiatives that the country is trying to implement as being eco-friendly, but at the same time, there there's a little bit of everything. Like there's um a very bad waste management system. So basically everything is just buried on the ground. There is there are recycling initiatives, but then um People don't really have an incentive to do it, and it's usually, like, very difficult because, unlike here, you go out and you see, like, the containers for recycling Mm -hmm. uh, around many places, but then back home, you actually have to take everything to a recycling spot further away, and then people are like, ah, no. And uh, for some materials, I think for glass, they pay a little bit for every bottle that you take, so that that at least gives them some incentive. Mm -hmm. But for everything else is just like you know take it because you want to help the environment and many people are not like that. The government tries to implement a lot of things and thankfully the country still has like a lot of nature alive and many species and everything and there are many people trying to preserve that in like with good initiatives but there are also other people that could use some more education in that sense. Let's put it that way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Usually when I wrap this up, I start talking about tips, if you have any tips for things that you like to do in Sweden or in Stockholm, things you've discovered, new cafes, new restaurants, anything like that. Do you have any tips?
1: I am in a situation where I usually am the one who has to suggest places. So when I find one that I like, I always go to that same one. So (laughs) I'll I'll tell you, like, my best, the, the things that come to my mind right now. So, um. I would say it requires an amount of patience to move. And I would say that applies to any country, not just here, but especially here in terms of paperwork, in terms of job search, like we discussed, in mm-hmm. terms of um, making friends, like we discussed. So in general, it takes patience with everything. <laughs> <laughs> it takes um, of patience and perseverance and not taking things personally, which is what I've learned as well. I would say also to stay active socially because if you're in a situation like mine where you don't have a job, then the most natural thing would be just to be home until something happens. But I would also suggest keeping active. So there's this app Meetup. So if you go to Meetup and then you find groups of things that you're interested in, that might be a good thing to at least distract yourself i'm not saying making friends because we already talked about that but maybe distracting yourself meeting new people you never know so socializing also i was told that that could potentially bring a job if you're looking for a job because you never know someone you met could actually end up helping you
0: Mm -hmm. and people like to help other people really Mm -hmm. so don't be scared to bring up that hey i'm looking for a job because it it's weird people do like being able to help others if they know of an opportunity. So it's good to make connections and good to talk to people and good to go to events that are maybe in your field or
1: even not just meet people. Exactly. Just get out of the house, especially if uh, if it's, you know, like the harsher months, like November, mm-hmm. December. And it's not the most natural thing to do because you want to be home and cozy, but it's the best thing you can do for your mental health because really otherwise is. you will get depressed. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've found like a few good places. Uh so there's one restaurant that we found it's our actual favorite because it's the closest we found to home food. Oh,
0: good. We like those kind of tips.
1: So uh <laughs> there's one restaurant. It's the last stop before Farsta sand which is um
0: Just Farsta.
1: Just Farsta, but then the the stop before it starts with H but I remember. That one.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you.
1: <laughs> so you get off there from the green line and then it's a small walk from there it's called cafe express colombia okay it's it's actually our favorite because well my my boyfriend is actually colombian he lived in costa rica like a half of his life but he's actually colombian so we go to that place and we we've been there many many times because we love the food
0: what do you recommend there what is good
1: there is this dish called bandeja paisa which is like a big dish with um Rice and eggs, and then uh, Colombian arepas, and then like beans and many things. It's it's a big thing. You have to go with an empty stomach. It's and <laughs> no and, then, and then you won't eat for the rest of the day. I'm sure. Good. <laughs> it's pretty big. It's a very good place. It's a small place. It's very cozy, but it's very nice. So we go all the way there just to. Get yeah, that food. I'll have to try that. And, of course, there's, if you like Mexican food, then um, La Neta. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows about that one. Yeah. <laughs> that one is the one we found that most resembles the original, like, Mexican food.
0: More like uh, taqueria-type food, I think. Exactly. Yeah, yeah
1: because all the rest are, are more, like, inclined to be, like, fusion, whatever. Mm-hmm. But this one is, like, the one that seems more, like, like closer to the original. I found too many cafes to count. I love cafes. I think that's one of the most abundant things you can find here. (laughs) Yeah, cafes and sushi restaurants.
0: Yeah. They're everywhere. And
1: Thai restaurants. Oh, there's one (laughs) one more tip that I would give anyone who listens Go to a Red Cross. Oh, <laughs> for
0: buying stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's let's talk about that because the secondhand shops. That's almost all that I shop that's, at because that's it's all I can afford. savior. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Red Cross Mirona. That's another one. Uh, Stockholm Mission. Mm. There's this one at Slussen called Emmaus. and there's I've been
1: to that one. Yeah.
0: Yes. And then they have Emmaus like vintage or something next to it. Uh, some things might be a little more pricey there, but not everything. So it's worth a look because they've got some older, weirder stuff.
1: You know, speaking of like the the neighborhoods, if you go like further away, it's usually things are cheaper in general. I've mm-hmm. noticed so, and the secondhand shops are and cheaper. And the secondhand <laughs> shops, but also like I've noticed if you go to like further away neighborhoods, you go into a supermarket and food is cheaper mm-hmm. and things are cheaper. So it's, I mean, it's worth like the trip like when we just we had just moved here we went to we were going to IKEA so we we kind of got off on a stop over there and then there was a mall uh, i believe it was um,
0: where, yeah Holman.
1: Yeah, yeah, Holman? yeah yeah so we went there we went into the mall and we we're like Everything is so cheap here. Like there were like sales outside, and they were selling like vegetables and fruits and stuff, and everything was like so much cheaper. And we were like, we should come here yeah. to get our
0: groceries. That's a good area to go to get a lot of stuff. That mall's pretty good, and they, I believe, they have a couple of things that you can't really find other places. They have a booth with the the like Mexican spice corn, you know, where you can get the corn in a cup, and they have all the different spices. That's true. That's the only place I've ever seen it here, and I love that. Well, we should probably wrap this up. I would say it's getting late. it's getting dark, but it's, it's
1: always gray. It's always gray anyway. <laughs> no, it's been very sunny lately. It's, We've had I, a
0: little I, more, which I've is been, nice. I've
1: been enjoying it very much. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Have you noticed, I do have to bring this up because this happened to me yesterday, the sun actually came out and I was walking to the subway in my neighborhood and there was a fence and I walked Mm -hmm. past the fence and I got surprised and I kind of jumped because there was somebody standing right on the other side of the fence. It was creepy and weird. There's no reason (laughs) to stand there. And I turn around and it's a Swede who is just plastered her body against the fence with her head tilted up and eyes closed. just just soaking soaking in the sun (laughs) and that's how it is when the sun comes back it's like everyone turns into zombies and people just sit against buildings and they all turn their face up and close their eyes and just soak it in and it's Weird. You'll see it all over town. Usually more in like end I've noticed of March, little April. bits
1: like when, when the sun has been coming out, then people are just out and like they're standing somewhere like, okay. Yeah, it's like they're in a trance. But it's then I felt the Swedish same. Swedish zombies. I felt the same after we got through November, then everything just got better. <laughs> <laughs> like we, we felt it like the last week before the um, winter, winter solstice. Mm-hmm. So, like, the week from the 15th, to the, like, those days, we both felt it like, we got, like, down, like, with energy. We had no energy. We didn't yeah. want to do anything. We were like, okay, this is not good. You have to take your vitamin D. It's very important. We do. We started since we got here, pretty okay, much. Okay, good. But then... Um, Funnily enough, I went to a doctor, and the doctor still said that I have low vitamin D, even though I'm already taking it. So it means that I don't really have any. You don't have the amount you need, even if you take it. I didn't have any, I guess, (laughs) because (laughs) I would get it naturally.
0: Well, you can't get it from the sun uh, until about April. Even if the sun comes out, you're not getting the vitamin D because of the angle Mm. of the rays. So even if it is sunny, it's... It might cheer up your mood a little, but you're not actually getting the benefits
1: of the sun. Yeah, the doctor actually bumped me up to uh, like a stronger dose. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> it's different from when I go home because then you get like the angle you get the sun like straight yes you're (laughs) so close to the equator so yeah Yeah. I'm sure I'm gonna like appreciate it for one day when I get there and then I'll be like okay it's too hot yeah yeah. (laughs) there's good and
0: bad with everywhere but thank you so much for being on sure and Mm -hmm. I promise the sun will come (laughs) it will be nice hold out till May And then I remember
1: that I will remember the first time I came here that I actually fell in love with the city because it was sunny by May, and then I came in july and it was gorgeous so i'll remember again it's why i fell in love with stock yes (laughs) you will
0: and you'll be like okay maybe it was worth it for this winter (laughs) but maybe it's also that you appreciate it more after going through such a dull and gray winter that you do see how gorgeous it is and everyone's outside i think that's the best so i can't wait for that if we could just hibernate until then It would be a much better solution. I'd love
1: to hibernate. Why can't we? I'm trying.
0: People keep waking me up.